We're back with Common Sense with the Bishop, and uh, we're doing a series on how you get your mind, your body, and your emotions all working together and what happens when that happens. Uh, we started by talking about God wants to make us very prosperous and he wants to make us very healthy. And he says, it's all according to how your soul is doing your mind, your will, your emotions. And I want to talk about, uh, for a minute, Josh, I want to talk about the first thing we ever see that created everything was God's imagination. There was nothing. God imagined an earth, a solar system. God imagined animals, water, sky, plants, and then he imagined man. So we know the power of imagination. Uh, and if good imagination is that powerful and you see somebody like Walt Disney do Disney World, my goodness, or you see some of the things they're doing today, you know that imagination is incredible. Um, but vain imaginations uh, are thieves. They will steal from you uh, every good thing that you have. And so this evil imagination or a selfish imagination will try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. That's the very thing we see with Eve. Eve goes, yeah. The enemy says, Eve, God doesn't want you to eat of this tree because you'll be as smart as him. Uh, and God said, don't do it because I want to lead you. I don't want you to lead yourself. And that's the battle throughout mankind is people thinking that they're smarter than God. Um, I want to just say, I'm somebody who loves legacy. Oh my goodness. I love legacy. The thing, I'm the man I am today because of my great grandfathers, my grandfathers, my father, what these men and women and generations before have put into my life. But you never know how much vain imaginations, just thinking about yourself, never thinking about the future, will rob you. They will, they will rob your legacy cup cupboards or all the things that are laid up for you, the treasures. It'll go into your legacy bank and steal all of your resources. When you linger on one bad ima imagination, the triumph of God's word is stolen from you. How many times, Josh, do we see somebody fixate on one thing and it just, it, it, it eats them up. It consumes them. They think about this, their whole world becomes, and it's usually an offense or what somebody, you want to do to somebody that did something to you. Pretty much every time someone gets in an argument. <laughs> exactly. This is what I should have said. This, exactly. And so you start fixating on that. And then and then the more, this is what I believe. Worship is fixating on God. So it says, magnify the Lord. Well, when you worship, you make God bigger. When you look at circumstances and you look at people who have done wrong to you, you magnify that bigger. 
And so what really was a little problem that wasn't resolved because of an argument becomes this massive problem. And uh, now you've got something that you've got to carry around every day and the weight of it and the energy it takes to keep on. Let, what we're talking about is your mind, the power of your mind. Don't flake out and wander into vain imaginations. Take hold of your mind. Um, during the break between podcasts, I was talking with Joshua Paul. And this is a very important point, Josh. And that is, it's not what you do a lot of times. It's the reason why you do it. And you were saying to me, um, why do I work out? We were talking about that because, uh, whenever I'm around Joshua, he challenges that part in my life, just not by what he says, but by what he is, um, what he does. And you said, if I was going to work out just for my health, how long would that last? Oh, probably less than a week. <laughs> uh, so you would look good. How long would that last? couple months a couple of months yeah but you work out because um because i consider that part of my role in life uh, as a warrior as a fighter um somebody that has to be able to be able to defend his family his country his nation the people around him i don't think you can do that properly without working out to a certain standard and um now that's not always been me you know, I wasn't that, so I just, but I wanted to be that, so I had to make changes. And I just changed my mind. I said, I'm going to be a warrior in every aspect. Okay. And you have to work out to do Now, I can hear people thinking all around the world that's listening to this right now. Well, he's a Marine. That's why he thinks like that. What do you say to every man that's listening today? What is it? Never been in the military. A responsibility of every man, especially those that are fathers. Yeah. So a responsibility of every man is one of their roles as a protector. So it's the one of the two he gives you the protect, yeah. provide. That's the only guy. It's, it's yeah. simple. Yeah. Protect, provide. So if you can't do that, which includes physical fitness, includes sure it does. mental ability. Uh, includes tactics and strategies. If right. you don't know anything about martial arts or hand-to-hand combat or firearms, um, or you know if your nation doesn't provide, doesn't allow firearms, you, you need to be able to help your family and protect your family. And uh, the wolf is going to come to everybody's door. It always will. There's a there's going to be a time. study history. Yeah, and so that's why I chose to be a warrior. And we talked about that before. Was my role as a warrior, not just a protector, is someone that climbs over the wall and goes out and finds the wolf before he comes to my family. Right. You, when you were in Afghanistan, uh, these bombs that they planted along the roads, they are called? IED. IEDs. Improvised Explosive Devices. Okay. And you hear people talk about Life is like a minefield. Uh, the Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. What did you learn from being in Afghanistan and 
going out on patrol every day as a leader, leading men, knowing that these bombs were placed all along the way. What did you do and what did you learn that you use in life? Sure. So a couple rules for patrolling, because yeah. we didn't have any vehicles, we did it all by foot, was uh, you never go the same way twice and you never stop in the shade. Wait a minute. You never, wow, what a great word. Do you realize how much, Joshua Paul, we're, we are uh, consumed by habits we go the same way every day. It's sort of like I, I think about the enemy has such an easy thing of, of shooting us. It's sort of like the little ducks in a carnival that they keep going around and around. And if you shoot long enough, you get to the place, you know that if you shoot here, the lead time, you're going to knock every one of them down. Right. So number one was never go the same way twice because... Because it forms a habit to the enemy. Because the enemy's watching. That's just a fact. The enemy is always watching. That's always. a fact. That's just a fact. When, at least where we were, and I believe the same way as a Christian, uh-huh. is you have to be right every time. They have to be right once. They can put 100 oh IEDs down. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. They can put 100 IEDs down, and you can miss 99 of them. And as long as you hit one, who cares? You know, they don't care. That's good enough for them. But my job is to avoid all hundred. So, one, I study them because, um, like people say all the time, a problem well understood is a problem half solved. So as long as I know what the actual situation right. is, I can avoid certain things. So if I walk one way and I've got someone following me, well, I'm going to go a different way. Or, you know, create diversions or anything like that. The second one was you never stop in the shade. Why is that? Because it's so hot over there, that's where give, everybody... Give me, a, give me a temperature. 120, 130. 120, 130. Yeah. And you've got on... All our gear. Long pants, boots, long sleeves, 50, 60 pound vests, if you're not wearing a pack, helmet, all that <laughs> stuff. Goodness. Yeah. And so the enemy would know you're going to be attracted to shade. Absolutely. So where would be the best place to put bombs? Right where it's comfortable. Right where it's comfortable. Do you realize why we're trying to talk about this, about your minds today? We're trying to talk about that the uncomfortable is where you need to stay. The uncomfortable is you're pressing the limits. You're going farther than you've ever gone before, which takes away the the monotony of life or the boredom of life. When you form in the spirit of your mind an, a picture or an imagination of something that might happen, you act on that image and give sunshine to it. Nothing grows that the sun don't hit. Uh, and also, when you bring something into the light, it exposes it for what it is. I never forget one of my favorite restaurants that I would take my wife to here in Atlanta. And I left something at the restaurant. It didn't open till nighttime. And I went back in daytime and I went, I'm never eating at this restaurant again. But in low light, it looked great. It looked posh. That place was filthy. (laughs) Oh my God. See, you need to have the light, God's light, 
truth. Other people who have discernment, look in your life and see what's good. And then the sunlight will make those areas grow. Acting on an imagination moves your life in a direction. I'm talking about a good imagination. And throwing down bad imaginations and everything that exalts itself against God, bringing every thought in captivity keeps you in a healthy mind. I just want to say guard yourself. You must not ponder on a thought. Um, Josh, I don't know. Is it okay if you tell the story about the guy who came in the new guy who really didn't have any experience, and but because he was uh, the officer, he was the officer. Mm-hmm. He was going to lead the patrol, and he was going to do it a certain way. Oh no! Yeah, so he never went on the patrols. Oh, he never went on the patrol. He no. just sent y'all. He on just patrols. scheduled them. He okay. scheduled them. Um, but yeah, he just came from his military academy, so. Uh, he wanted us to patrol a certain type of way. Right. And he wanted a, you always want some sort of presence. Right. You know, so he wanted us to patrol in this manner to where people would see us at different times of day and in different spots, which is totally fine. But he wanted the stop points and the checkpoints all to be the same places. There was three different rotations stopping in the same checkpoints every time, every third rotation. So, it, studying anything, any common sense of the enemy, the tactics there, that's, like we just talked about, is an absolute no-go. Right. It makes no sense. You're just playing into the enemy's hand. Exactly. It's just a matter of time. Right. It's 100% a matter of time. So, we, uh, our team, we did not do that. We went in the basic areas. We still gave the same presence in the same areas he wanted. Still fulfilled the mission, but at the same time, diverted a little bit to create safety. Safety. So, um, we broke the rules to keep everybody in a good place, um, <clears throat> which still accomplished the mission. So, but the other team, um, I guess less students, less of a student, decided that they were going to stop in the same places every time. So, one day, uh, August... 10th, right. August 10th, 2011 at 6.57 or 6.50 or something like that, IED goes off and their whole team gets hit, you know, because it was a place that they'd stopped at dozens of times before in a shady covering. Wow. Yeah. So very easy. A tragic situation could have been, could have been avoided. If you feel yourself going into a certain thought pot, uh, pattern, get off of it as quick as possible. Don't hold on to that thought. Do serious long-term damage control. I remember one time when my cousin came to me and she says, I was praying about the upcoming year. And God says, this is going to be a year where I'm really going to be broken. And... As she said that to me, Josh, I said, you know, I believe this. I believe the more flexible you are, the less you have to be broken. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't have to be broke. I'll, I'll just bend into whatever he wants me to do. And I said, it's sort of like an iron. Uh, if you take an iron and you wet your fingertips and you touch it, it's not going to do any damage. I don't care if it's red hot it's, and it's over. Now, if you grab that iron and you go, it's my hand, yeah. I can do what I want to do. And you hold on to that booger long enough, it'll destroy your hand. Um, I wanted to tell you there is such power about if you act out a thought, you cross the threshold of safety. If you act out a good thought, you cross the threshold of safety and you lead yourself to a path of an abundant life. Um, doesn't that just make common sense? It really does to me. Um, you know, I just like to, I just like to pray for you. This has not been a long common sense today, but the next podcast, I'm going to talk about your body. I just wanted to do these two podcasts about your mind, give you some things to think about. Uh, you're never going to go somewhere that you don't think first. You're never going to go somewhere unless you've thought out what's the price I'm going to have to pay. You're never going to go there if you can't see yourself there. You're never going to go there unless you get around people who think like you think. So you have the power of agreement and people that will help you get there. Uh, I used to listen to that commercial that was very moving when it was talking about helping certain children get to college. And it said, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And you know, I see the parable in scripture where the guy who had the one talent didn't use it and, and pfft, Jesus telling the story and he gets very upset and he goes, we cast him into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. But Josh, what if a mind is your talent? Shouldn't that be all of our talent? This incredible thing that God has put in us so that we can think on these things and watch these things happen. You know, as I end up, I was thinking about the suffering that you were talking about, I've been talking about, and to getting your mind in shape, your body in shape, your emotions in shape, and I realized what mental power Jesus must have had. What a trained mind mm -hmm. to go three days not being fed, being from court dragged from courtroom to courtroom, being beat to where historians say you could see his kidneys exposed, and you could see and being bleeding profusely, carrying a cross till he passes out unconscious. They bring him to, they nail him to the cross, and he has such oh my god mental presence to minister to one guy, the thief on one side going, 
today you'll be with me in paradise, to have the mental power to say, Father, I forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Man, you know, if I was on the cross, I'd been calling 10,000 angels down. I'd be wiping that whole place out. I would be, there wouldn't be anybody alive. Um, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. The mental focus of that to where he gets to the point of breaking, right? And he goes, Father, you have forsaken me. Why have you forsaken me? And to have that mental control, thinking about Coggins right now, when you've done everything, that's when your mind takes over and his mind takes over. And he goes, no, no, Father, into your hands, I, I commit my spirit. I love you. I know that you're the one. And he's the example. Who's tougher mentally than that? Because yeah. they say that crucifixion is the most brutal, torturous death because some of those guys would last a couple days on the cross. Yeah, and obviously he had it worse than all those other cases. But to me, that's the, the epitome. That To me, I know there's stronger moments, but that's the strongest image to me in the whole Bible is when Jesus is at the end. He's received all his beatings. He's received every physical punishment. Wow. And he still, still. Sna still snatches a soul out of hell. Good God Almighty. You know, I mean, we look at even just typical soldiers and warriors today. And we think when someone can kill that last enemy or save that last life with his last breath, we're like, man, that guy, he was solid. But Jesus at a higher level doing that, <laughs> it's like that, that, that's someone to follow. And, and when he had the authority that he could have done a whole different situation, uh, cause we know that he steps up and the whole, uh, army people fall down. Uh, so he, we know we had that kind of authority. Yeah. To continue the mission at the expense of your own life. That's uh, that's a hero today. Here's the common sense. Get your mind, right? Be a hero, be a hero to your family, be a hero to the people who are around you. It starts right there in your mind. Think on good thoughts, cast the, take captive those bad thoughts. Cast down those evil imaginations. And today, today, let God lead you and guide you. And doesn't that just make common sense? God bless you.